Where do you go for comics new and old? Uh, garage sales? Wrong! Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? Uh, in magazines, mostly. Wrong again! And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Well, there are lots of different options if you're looking for something... <laughs> so incredibly wrong! Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. Meet Star Trek star William Shatner and Hellboy's Ron Perlman July 13th through the 15th in Boise, Idaho. Then meet Gotham stars Robin Lord Taylor and Sean Pertwee August 3rd through the 5th in Winston-Salem. Then meet Guardian stars Dave Bautista and Palm Clementia and the Winter Soldier Sebastian Stan August 23rd through the 26th in Chicago, Illinois. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDAIR at checkout. No space. (laughs) To get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? The, The internet? Oh, good answer. Really? No! Wizard World Comic Con! Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Hi, my name is Tor Masamuni, the Shredder from the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and you are listening to the Canned Air Podcast. everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today to uh, talk about his uh, voiceover career, which I'm really ecstatic to hear about because uh, voiceover is something I've always wanted to get into something myself. Something close to both our hearts. I've done a few commercials here and there, but you know, I'd really like to indulge. We welcome Caleb Ballou to the show. Thank you so much for being with us, Caleb. Well, it is my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. We're going to have a really good time today in our Retro Roundtable. This week we're going to be looking at summer blockbuster movies. Uh, it was this week in 1975 that Jaws came out and was essentially the first blockbuster film. The blockbuster film. So Kind of uh, set the, the objective for movies right. forever afterward, you know? Yeah, I mean, look how big summer blockbuster films are now, competing all the way through the summer. And it's a huge deal. Boy, do I love it. Boy, do I <laughs> Everybody love it. Everybody wins, right? Except for... Not always, oh, and we'll man. touch on that. Uh, and then in our uh, comic vault, what do we have to talk about, Jake? I've got a little something called Power Nap, and I don't want to spoil any of it until we talk about it, because I love this concept, and the comic is just phenomenal. I feel, like, I feel like I could use a power nap right about oh, now. Oh, couldn't we all? Oh, isn't that the truth? Let's take a nap right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, don't. Can't dare sleeping. <laughs> Just snoring into the mics. <laughs> and then we're going to turn our full attention over to Caleb and talk some voiceover stuff. But before we do that, Jake... You guys should probably head to our website where you can find all things Candare, including links to our social media profiles. Twitter, we are at Pod and Instagram, at Canned underscore Air. Head on down, follow, like, retweet, do all that. I do it for you. Do it for me. Reciprocate. Then everybody's happy. Also, if you like what we do, head on down to Patreon. Throw a couple of bucks a month our way. Hit that $5 threshold and you have access to the Patreon-exclusive Founders Club podcast. And boy, tell me... 
Boy, let me tell you, it is worth it. And furthermore, if you're interested in a little Canned Air merch but don't want to take the plunge, uh, even though you totally can at society6.com forward slash Canned Air Pod, we are adding merchandise to our reward tiers that on we Patreon. Are, which yeah. I need to get on. I, I keep forgetting to do that, and I, I meant to do that last week. Darn it, I knew I was forgetting something. I'll get on that. Yeah. And another thing to mention is, uh, I, don't know, have, I don't know if we've... On our Patreon pod, we've talked about it. Uh, we're starting another show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And originally, Boy, that does bear mentioning, doesn't it? <laughs> that it does. So we were going to, uh, what I was thinking originally, do like a show with people's kind of creepy stories or unexplained strange stories, but sourcing that kind of thing has proven more difficult than we thought, I think. You got that right, Jake. But what, uh, one thing we've noticed with uh, Candare is that uh, whenever we do an episode dedicated to What If... We get a lot of responses. We get a lot of feedback. People really like it when we do that. Boy, Seems to be what they want. We have a lot of fun when we do it, we so sure we decided do. to make it its own series. So uh, you can look, find us on Twitter at What If Series there, and uh, you know if you give us a follow, you can just kind of keep an ear to the ground for when that launches. I'd like to get some of these episodes up here in the next few months by October. I'm hoping. Yeah. So um, we'll keep you uh, filled in with, with what's going on there. But I think it's, it's going to be, be a great, great show. Yeah, We've already no done some recording for it, and man, it's turning out really good. Absolutely. So even just the initial steps are fantastic. Right. Really having a good time with it. So so keep an ear to the ground for that. And one more thing before we get into this show: if you're going to a Wizard World convention, Candare at checkout with no space, you're going to get ten percent off your tickets. You're going to save money at the convention. The one place we all need to save some <laughs> money. So, with that all behind us, let's just kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. It's showtime. Got it, dude. no expense. All right, guys. Summer blockbuster films. Caleb, I'm going to start with you. What's a summer blockbuster that comes to mind? Uh, unfortunately, it's going to have to be like one of the ones that was from this year because I feel like I don't go and watch a lot of blockbusters when they come out. I'm kind of weird like that. I, I like to be outdoors when it's nice out, and sure. I like to be indoors when it's cold out. I'm um, exact same way, sir. Yeah. So I uh, I went and saw Deadpool two. Does that does that count? Oh, I think I that would qualifies. certainly say yeah. so. Yeah. Um, however, I never got to finish the movie. Oh no! Why? Because um, the power went out in the movie theater uh, with oh, the last my. thirty minutes left of the movie. <laughs> uh, so, as far as I'm concerned, Deadpool dies in the end because that's right where it left off. Perfect. <laughs> you got to finish that film. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see. I don't know. I'm actually more comfortable with it uh, with it is as it is. I, I think that they went in a nice new direction. They killed off the hero in the end. This is true. Have you seen it's, Avengers yet? Uh, I have, and that's my favorite Avengers movie by far. Same here. No same here. And what a summer blockbuster that was. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, setting yeah, records worldwide. That movie worldwide, is but... to summer blockbusters what summer blockbusters are to regular movies. It's right. just a next tier up. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I guess when I think of summer blockbuster films, the one that always comes to the forefront of my mind is... Uh, is Armageddon just because oh boy how big it was in media it was on the radio you the soundtrack was just as and I'm doing air quotes here good (laughs) as the movie now 
there were damn good songs in that soundtrack. But one thing I hate that what soundtracks do or put little excerpts of like dialogue from the movie yeah, in there. It's a little tiresome. Yeah. Like a Tarantino soundtrack or something like, okay, I kind of get the vibe yeah. they're shooting for. Armageddon. Have you really earned that? You know, nah. is the dialogue and, so stellar? And that movie, I think, has come up on the show as serving a great example as to how cinema has drastically changed in the past 20 years, because that was considered, you know, a great movie at the time. <laughs> yeah. And looking at it now, I mean, it's still an entertaining watch. But damn, it's not a great movie. It's not a great movie, and it got pretty, uh, pretty. I don't know. It didn't age well. It got stale very quickly. You know, I, I want to go somewhat recent here, just because I remember this being the last movie I saw that had that summer blockbuster magnetism, where like initially I wasn't. It's not that I wasn't on board, but it just wasn't on my to do list, and the buzz surrounding it, especially leaning leading up to it and right after it was released, was so inescapable. I was like, "Fine, God, I'll see the movie, Avatar." Oh my boo! It was such a huge deal when it was happening. We right there with you. That's the only reason we went was because the hunt. It's supposed it, to be one of the best movies there ever. At some point, you have like a, a cultural responsibility to do it, or else you become some kind of pariah. You know, I don't want to live mm. in the gutters while everyone talks about the Navi and how perfect their way of life is. And uh, you, this, go ahead, Caleb. Yeah, I was gonna say I was almost tainted with that movie. That I went and saw it first in. Uh, I think it was. I think I was in L.A. at the time, and I went and saw it in an IMAX 3D. And right, right. I absolutely hated it. It was awful, and I loathed it. I, it was a chore to get through. And then I rewatched it on a DVD, like, two years later. I was like, no, this is fine. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's an experience. You have to watch it a few times, I think, and I still don't think after a few times it becomes a good movie. Um, it was entertaining. I think it was a visual display more than absolutely it, than it was re- relying on its story. And you know, whoa, it, whoa, 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 wait, Jeremy, are you implying that movies can be art? <laughs> <laughs> that I am, Caleb. Ooh, that I am. Dangerous territory. <laughs> I, I, I'll give it to the film. It was beautiful. I thought. Yeah, the, and it, <clears throat> see, that's the thing. It was. It was a visual treat for sure. And the concept artist they got for the creatures. As lazy as some of them were. I think his name's Wayne Barlow. Yeah. Does some phenomenally otherworldly stuff. Do you remember about a million years ago, there was a a Discovery Channel special on, like, speculative alien species? They did this whole thing where they had this... Man, whenever I see History Channel and aliens in the same sentence, I'm out. Well, this was was different. (laughs) This was before it was all aliens. This was at a time when you're like, aliens, what the hell are they talking about? And they were in this fictional planet, a theoretical mission with this probe that was surveying the wildlife. And they got mm-hmm. the same concept artist to handle. So you see a lot of, there's a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram of the designs from way back when. And I watched this as I was a kid. So watching Avatar, I was like, holy shit, there it all is. You know, you get these same things. And it was really interesting. And, you know. So they did the research. They did. It. And you've got these archetypal characters that aren't terribly well fleshed out. But you also have some really nice performances. The the military, the, the commander figure whose name eludes me. I don't even know if they give him a name. He's just the general or whatever. Sure. It's just, you know, that, just that bulldog, hard ass, diehard type figure. You know, very one note. But God, if he wasn't cool, you know. And yeah. It, there were moments like that that made it watchable for me. Not a great movie, but an interesting one. 
The story just seemed pretty lazy. I mean, yeah, well, because it was Pocahontas or Fern Gully or right. Dances with Wolves. It's all the same garbage. Yeah. It's just a new rapper. Yeah, hey, 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 do not put Dances with Wolves and garbage in the same sentence, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the same figurative garbage, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> also, Fern Gully was damn fine. Hey, I liked Fern Gully, if it only was, for Tim but, Curry's performance. But we've seen it, is the problem. We've yeah. seen it years right, ago. Right. We don't need to see it again. Unless they were actually doing a like a live-action CG version of Fern Gully. Robin Williams Whoa. was in Fern Gully, too, wasn't he? He was, he was the... He uh, was the bat. The bat, yeah, yeah. Man, that was a hell of a cast. I didn't appreciate wait, wait, that. Wait, wait, who was Tim Curry? Tim Curry was the villain. He was the toxic pollution monster, like Noxus or was Roxas or something. Yeah. Yeah, how did, oh God, how did that song go? Oh, so good. It was, uh, it was toxic, uh, to- love. toxic Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, ah. yeah. Oh. That was good shit. You know, Tim Curry was originally supposed to be brought on as the Joker in Batman the Animated Series before Mark Hamill. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. But he had, uh, I think, voice issues where he couldn't be there for the first taping, so they had to get someone else. You know, saying this in a in a post-Mark Hamill as the Joker world, I can't quite see it, but I have a feeling if we had never been given Mark Hamill as the Joker and Tim Curry filled the role, that would have worked just fine. I saw something on YouTube where somebody uh, played a clip of his voice. It was an excerpt from something. I don't know, obviously, but... Where he was doing something very similar to, yeah. I don't know if it was an actual audition tape or it had it's I, just something is close enough. But it sounded pretty damn good, much deeper, sure than Mark Hamill's was, which I think uh, would give the character a much different cadence. And I don't think it probably would have been quite as silly as Mark Hamill made him. It's the right kind of silly, though. Yeah. Well, it's like is it John DiMaggio? I think uh, was Joker in Under the Red Hood. And he brought a much deeper kind of measured sound to it, which I also thought was. I wasn't into it personally. You didn't like it. I yeah, didn't. that that wasn't for me either. No, huh. it was unsettling. I I'm mean, alone with that one. <laughs> I can roll with Batman's voice changing as long as the other va- voice actor is trying to do his best. Kevin Conroy. Gotcha. I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. It's it's hard. You know, it, that's what kept me coming back to those Arkham games. Those guys' oh, voices. Yeah. You know, they are those characters. That's that's a. Fun. And granted, you know, they're not going to be around forever. They're not going to do it forever. But why not until milk that time? That yeah. shit for what it's worth, <laughs> until they that time comes, right? Anyway, summer blockbusters. Right, right. Well, hey, that's the point of this. Absolutely and if I'm not mistaken, Batman the Animated Series, the, the, the Mask of the Phantasm, wasn't that a summer movie? Or was that a Christmas film? Actually, I think that may have come out around Christmas. It came out straight to DVD, right? No, uh, dude. That I, was in the theaters. Really? Fuck yeah. How the hell did I miss that? Well, you were probably too busy being too young. Oh, yeah. That did <laughs> occupy most of my time. <laughs> I'm looking this up really quick. I, I'm dying to know. I'm sorry, Caleb. You were saying... Well, yeah, I was going to say, while you bring that up, I actually just rewatched a movie last night that I didn't realize was a summer block, well, kind of a summer blockbuster, uh, that actually came out during my childhood. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, yeah. I yeah, know. That was, See, that was one I did not go to the theater for. When yeah. I saw Harry Potter, I was already out of school and... I don't know, maybe two or three years out of school, and I was just like, Harry Potter. I was still in that age group and where it, it worked for me. I was pretty excited when the first one came out. I didn't see it until I... I, may, I was working at a uh, record store, like a Sam Goody, and I was I bought a used copy of it for like five bucks to see what the hype was about, and it was okay. My, the Harry Potter movies, for me, got good. Like, the deeper it gets into the story, the better it gets. Once it gets into them growing up, 
past the little kid adventures. Yeah. Then I can With get the on- stakes seem a lot higher. Like the last two movies are really good. I really enjoyed them. But I Yeah, rewatching it uh last night. Um a lot of that movie is not as good as I remembered it being when I was younger. It, it just it doesn't flow right. No, it does not. That it does not. The the childlike wonder does a lot to keep that movie going in ways it really can't on its own. You know, it's funny. I, I remember a friend of mine talking about how things tend to get more serious in the later Harry Potter stories. And he summed it up. You know, the first couple of books, you're like, oh, we don't want to get caught. We might get detention. Ooh. And then the last few, it's like, she's dead. She's been killed by a werewolf. Yeah. And her family is next. You know, it's just it ramps up so dramatically. They're almost unrecognizable, which is interesting because I guess in a way the stories kind of grew with the audience. I see. I don't totally agree with that. Having having rewatched this now, there's the hints of that throughout the movie, but it is more simple. For instance, I don't know if you remember this line, but uh, I think it's Professor McGonagall or whatever her name is. Um, after they have done the sorting ceremony, uh, she hands the mic basically to Dumbledore, and he says, "You know, don't go to the third floor, uh, the right side hallway, unless you want to die a horribly painful." death and he was certain about it because guess what there was a giant dog with three heads there that it was kind of insinuated had probably killed somebody in its past you know they probably could have come up with a little more kid-friendly way to deter people from going into that room yeah maybe a magic spell that hides the door (laughs) definitely a feasible option at hogwarts i would think (laughs) (laughs) Okay, really quick, I've I've pulled up the uh, release year of that movie, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, nineteen ninety three. Ninety three. Oh well, I was two years old, so that explains. That's why it. you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was cool to see that come out in theater. I didn't see it in the theater though, but uh, damn good movie. Oh yeah, I still absolutely. Yeah, really good. Truly, back to are we back to you, Caleb, or did you already say one? I don't remember. He mentioned Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I got I got Harry Porker in there, so Harry you got Porter. me. Okay, Jake. Does Lord of the Rings qualify? I don't feel like that was a summer film, was it? Wasn't it? Let's look on Wikipedia. Came into it kind of late. I certainly remember a lot of hype surrounding it. It had a lot of feel. December nineteenth, two thousand and one. Ah, shit. Well, there you go. I had a feeling it was that uh, Christmas release, but I feel the same thing about something. I feel the same thing about that Batman movie I just mentioned. Now, I feel like it was. I guess I could always go back and look. <laughs> All right, here's one. Because I, I remember seeing this at a drive through in the summer. At least I'm pretty sure it was. Batman and Robin. Does that qualify? I had a feeling you would mention that. And yep. yes, because that was uh, that was super hyped. That was super hyped. And oh, thank failed, God it turned out so short. watchable. And speaking of Batman Mask of the Phantasm, I just looked at the release date. And I said, yeah, it happened around Christmas. It happened on Christmas, December 25th well, shit. of 93, it came out. That so. settles it. <laughs> Settled. But um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're fine. Batman and Robin, not yeah. a good movie. No, but it, it qualifies. Yeah, almost not even a fun movie. It's so bad. But if, I remember seeing it at the drive-in when I was younger, and the drive-in experience changes things. It was kind of the right movie for a drive-in. I may have mentioned that in the past, but... Yeah. Ah. Uh, that was a good time. Yeah. Uh, 
I've mentioned before on the show, I can, but I can't assume that the listeners have listened to every episode, so I'm going to say it again. Sure. That uh, the way to make that pill swallowable is to look at it like a, uh, a remake of 66 Batman, oh, sure. of Adam One West kind Batman. Of anything goes. Because everything yeah. makes sense then. Yeah. It's over the top, the <laughs> villains... You know, where like Mr. Freeze is in a freezer, kind of, you know, as his hideout. Like, yeah. come the fuck on. But, um, yeah, definitely qualifies. And it makes me think of another one that I have here on my list. Um, the Wild Wild West. Do you remember this movie? Oh, wow. I remember the Burger King kids meal toys. Were there toys? With... I thought so, right? The, there must have been. Because... There was also a purchase for the adults that you could do. If you bought a value meal, you paid like five bucks or something, and you got the glasses. Remember the sunglasses? Ah, uh, yeah. And, buddy, I was all <laughs> sure about that shit. And uh, I remember my dad taking my sister and I first to Burger King for lunch to eat and get the glasses right. for us, and then to take us to the film. <laughs> and, you know, obviously it's a movie that's laughed at, which... Kind of blows me away. It's a hell of a fun ride. It's not a good movie, no. but it's fun as shit, if you ask me. And it's so very steampunk. And it seems yeah, like it really is in the past uh, ten to fifteen years. You That's know, very much in vogue. That's very in vogue. This is the time for steampunk. And you have all these little, you know, contraptions in your. You know, every arm and leg of your clothing, the yeah. huge fucking spider the thing. Spider. Even his weird... Oh, his wheelchair. And... Oh, the wheelchair, his servants with their metal prosthetics. and It had a James Bond kind of aspect to it, like yeah. the one dude with like the chrome like <laughs> skull. Head. I don't know. Uh, I mean, right, a, so I'll, a real so I'll be honest, shit, guys. I was really confused for like the last minute and a half because I'm sitting here like the wild, wild west. No, there's no way you're that old. That was like in 65. Dear God. Oh, no. And then you start talking about giant mechanical (laughs) spiders. I'm like, where the fuck did that? I don't remember that episode on TLC or TMC. Have you never seen it? I take it you haven't. I I have, but my first thought went to the Wild Wild West TV show that was from like Steve or something like that to like almost 70s because I, I just watched a like a big marathon of it about a week ago yeah you know i saw that marathon i recorded a bunch of them I, they're on my dvr i haven't watched them yet but um i recorded them only because of this movie this movie was a a uh you know reboot or a reimagining of that really film. weird reimagining that but may so as well cool. just not have had anything to do with the original but yeah it was certainly interesting at the time and i'll, and I'll back anyone up that says it's not a good movie because it's not yeah, well, it's, it's a <laughs> yes, fun there's one. no question it's about fun that. god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that absolutely had that blockbuster feel you know oh, where, yeah. where everything changes gears to promote this movie let me throw another one at you here oh this one you couldn't escape. Speaking of Burger King toys, but speaking of on every article of kids' clothing, dominating the toy aisles, every aspect of life was swallowed up by this freaking movie. May I guess before yes. you say anything? Yes, go ahead. Is it Hercules? No. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, never mind. The Disney film? Yeah. You're close. Okay, sweet. But um, was Hercules a big... Success. I, I remember McDonald's jumping on the bandwagon, mm, okay. selling plates. 
I think it was like collectible plates. <laughs> yeah, because which is kids weird. nowadays they are love into the plates, co- commemorative plates and shit. <laughs> well, they'll get old someday. <laughs> the Lion King. Uh, see, that was a little before my time. Oh my! I wasn't God. there for the harp harp train. What the fuck? Can Hype we, train. Do you remember that one? Uh, so that movie came out the year after I was born. However, I had a Simba plush toy that I kept with me from like year two all the way to like year 14 of my life because goddamn, I love that movie. Oh, such a good film, even to this day. We caught it on TV the other day, and I hadn't seen it, in, man, since the 90s. It's been since the 90s. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it myself. I was surprised at how well it held up. It was a good film, you know. And it's it's what's the, it's just a retelling of what Hamlet. I oh, mean, sure. Like but Avatar the, is Pocahontas. The talent that goes into it, James Earl Jones, Jeremy Irons for oh, Christ's yeah. sake. God, I always forget that scars Jeremy Irons. God, yeah, I love him. He's pretty fucking awesome, isn't he? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I squeezed two in there. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> that sounded kind of dirty, but hey, well, yeah. <laughs> Back to you, Caleb. Oh, snap. So I, uh, you know, I could just cheat and look this up, but I distinctly remember watching another kind of shitty, not very good movie that led to a string of shitty, not very good movies that only got worse as time went on. And the first time I saw it was in a drive-in theater, which is weird because they're like not around anymore. And I think the one that I went to go see is now a homeless community. Uh, (laughs) but But that was Transformers by Michael Bay. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I, re- I remember going Those to see are that. Big money pictures. Oh yeah, that first. And you one talk was... about good drive-in theater, like stupid movies. Yeah, that's a good movie for that. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, probably adds to the magnitude. Oh, being sure. out amongst trees and cars and stuff. You know, a, a buddy of mine won some radio show or something. He won tickets to the midnight premiere back when that wasn't quite standard practice. Like to the point where we got there and. uh they had us physically take out our phones and turn them off in front of the person at the door to ensure right. we weren't recording. Not like you can't just fucking turn them back on. Whatever. Point of the matter is, it was kind of a big deal. And I remember thinking to myself after walking out of the theater, like, if I had recorded that entire movie and put it up free on the internet, who the fuck would watch it? Well, I would have. I was not pleased with that movie when I left. Uh, it just wasn't doing it. Well, me. here's the thing: you grew you grew up loving the Transformers, I sure did. and I sure you had did. expectations. Where I yeah. grew up liking them, I wasn't like everyone else with the Transformers. I didn't idolize them or mm. like delve into them. The Turtles were my jam. Dude. Okay, that's right. where I was. But see, you lucked out then, because the first Turtles me. movie is awesome. So, Oh my God! Nothing will ever beat the 1989 film yeah. ever. It's 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 up there as one of my favorite movies. The there, other there was being... the old animated Transformers movie that I really liked with Unicron and all. That. Right, right. But that was uh, more of a letdown, wasn't it? I mean, like, didn't they kill everyone yeah. off in that film? And, and then try Hot to... Rod becomes a new prime. Fuck Hot Rod. Should been Ultra Magnus. It's bullshit. But they tried to bring in a all new echelon of characters. Yeah, right? yeah, right? kind of after that film, but. Didn't take. Nope. Didn't take. No, sir. But uh, the the you know we mentioned Turtles being one of my favorite films. My other favorite, Jurassic Park. Perfect yeah. summer blockbuster. Oh man, 
I was obsessed when it came out. And why not? Obsessed. And it's funny, I was actually at my uh, mom's uh, just yesterday, and she sent me home with a box of books from my childhood, and there's a Jurassic Park coloring book in there that I bought the year it came out. I always thought it was weird. Well, in retrospect, you know, it seems Uh weird. Obviously, I didn't think about it then. How heavily marketed Jurassic Park was toward children. Uh Uh-huh. And how... It's not a kid's movie. Nah. If you had brought your kids to Jurassic Park, they would have walked out probably crying. There's a lot now, of shit. See, you guys, you guys aren't thinking about this with your true capitalist caps off. <laughs> yeah. The reason it's a kid's movie is because you want to get kids addicted to getting scared at the theater. So then you can turn them around and take them to that It movie. Or you take mm-hmm. them to go see uh, that Insidious movie in a few years. Yeah, there it is. Or actually, I guess back in Mark those days, young. it would have been... Uh, uh, oh, what's that movie that's like found footage that was like late 90s? Oh, Blair um, Witch? Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about Blair Witch. Man, yeah. that was a good one, too. The very first time I saw it, I was like, wow. And then over the next couple of days, I was like, eh. you know, just well, the memory didn't hold up. But the experience was great. Yeah, it was great because you'd never seen anything like sure, it. But yeah. nowadays, I mean, the it's novelty been, is gone. Way gone. Um,. But yeah, I remember begging my mother, take me to see Jurassic Park, please, please, please. And she kept saying no until finally, it was like, had to have been like one of the last weeks this film was in the theater. She's like, let's go see it. And uh, just being in love with it. And it was funny yesterday because when I saw that book, I was like, oh, this Jurassic Park book. I was like, this is one of, this is my favorite movie. And she's like, really? <laughs> I was like, you didn't like it? No. So I was like, well, to each their own, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not for everyone. Shame for you. But it is certainly for me. <laughs> yeah. Certainly for me. Nerd. I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. I wave my Good. nerd flag proud on this show. Hear it <laughs> flutter in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's enough reminiscing on summer blockbusters. But um, if you if you're going to a summer blockbuster film, you want to look stylish. Candare T-shirt. It's the only thing you. to wear. It's perfect comfortable, wear. practical, and stylish. people will like you. It's true. Society6.com forward slash Pod. That's where you can find your Candare shirt. I cannot <clears> legally <throat> confirm that it will make you a social success, but I can heavily imply it. You know, I've I've put uh, one of those on my bumper of my car, those decals that we have, on, available at Society6.com forward slash Pod. That they are. And I haven't got a, t- a speeding ticket since. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's because of the decal or because I'm obeying the speed limit. But I tell you what, we can guarantee if you have a Candare decal on your bumper and you maintain a lawful speed at all times, you will never be ticketed for speeding. That's a guarantee. That's a promise. That's a canned guarantee. You can- <laughs> How did it take us this long to arrive at that? Good Lord. Oh, my God. That's going to be on a T-shirt itself, right? I sure hope so. <laughs> I, I still think you guys are missing something, though. You're talking about those T-shirts and like, oh, they're comfortable and they, you know, they'll do all these things. But you're missing the greatest part. What's that? They're, bre- they're breathable. Oh, my God. Do they breathe? And I need clothes that breathe. I don't know if you yeah. can tell, listeners at home, I'm a somewhat heavy set very hairy man <laughs> and when it gets warm no need for I pictures. suffer we'll just tell you what we <laughs> there it is cards on the table folks whatever image you've got in your head yeah that's uh, probably close no but, not that heavy just a little heavy but I, I can honestly say I mean 
to back Caleb's joke there. They they really are breathing. No, they're good shirts. Ordered a few uh, t-shirts. It's a good material. It is, and um, I will say, if you're going to order a black t-shirt, get the dark gray. Yeah, it's like a charcoal, charcoal gray, gray, I think it's yeah. called. For whatever reason, the print quality is just better on those compared it's to It's horrible black. on the flat black, yeah. and the, the shirt itself is just kind of like a thick cotton shirt, but right. the other one, like the charcoal, it's it's looks black enough, and it's like kind of that stretchy, breathing material. I love that shirt. Indeed. And let me just clarify, I'm not like constantly wearing a canned air <laughs> t-shirt. It was a Society 6 shirt I bought from someone else, so... Just for the record. Right. <laughs> Let the record show. Not as weird as you might think. No. Society6.com forward slash pod. Go get that tasty merch. All right. Let's swing open the door to the comic vault. Jake. May I go first? Yeah. I was just you may. I've got a little something called Power Nap created by, and please forgive me for butchering both your names, uh, Maritza Campos and someone who goes by the mononym Bachan. B-A-C-H-A-N. And uh, Power Nap is just a treat right from the word go. First off, the art style is colorful in an almost oversaturated, oh, wow. but just just clean, super crisp. That's the word that comes to mind. Uh, where it works. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's it just looks gorgeous. Um, the The features of the characters are just exaggerated enough that it's... Fun and and not quite taking itself too seriously, but it's not bordering on ridiculous. And the premise here is that this is a world where a chemical supplement is now commonplace that makes it so that you can function without any sleep at all. So the world doesn't sleep anymore. It just doesn't. But this poor son of a bitch, the main character, is allergic to that medicine. Oh. And so in a world that does not sleep, he still has to. And uh, best of all, his job at this huge corporate corporate entity, this Sorry. is a man who staples papers all day, every day, and a work week drastically extended by a world that no longer needs to sleep. Right. And his life is near constant suffering. Now, I don't want to give you too much about the storyline because the concept itself should stand on its own. Suffice to say, it's gorgeously drawn. It's fantastically well-written. And I love that it gives you this little, it's this kind of speculative sort of thing, a glimpse into a world where sleep is unnecessary, where entertainment and advertisement and things are so outrageous and bright and in your face that there's no escaping them. You know, that sort of corporate dystopia almost, but with, with some of the edge taken off. There's a scene where he's talking to someone in a building and a helicopter crashes in through the ceiling and explodes behind him. You turn around, and it is a gigantic 3D advertisement for this movie. It's like, what is it? Tomorrow Never Dies Harder 8. (laughs) The most violent movie ever made. And it's just a dude with a machine gun in each hand firing wildly. You know, a whole story tall. And it's fantastic. You know, it's just, I, I love any comic that gives you a look into a world that could be and this is certainly one of those. So uh, please check it out. Power Nap. It is well worth your time. I can't recommend it highly enough. Fantastic. Sounds pretty good. All right. Caleb, what do you got for us? Oh, as far as comics go? Anything, really. Comics, books, I mean, whatever you want to talk about. Or you don't have to talk about anything. It's just entirely up to you. You are in control here. Ooh. Well, uh, I, I finally... 
I finally like bought my first subscription in quite a long time to a comic service because the uh, the Immortal Hulk, uh, I think that's the yeah that's the title of it, the Immortal Hulk line uh, just uh, that came out in February or March or whenever it was. Uh, I'm really enjoying the direction they took it or, or that they're retaking it, I guess, uh, with the whole. Um, 60s 70s era uh, you know at, at nights bruce banner turns into the hulk and uh yeah it's dark and nasty and gritty how i like my morning cereal i guess so i would recommend that i guess as far as books go i don't know i don't really read um Oh, no, I wasn't saying you had to bring a comic and a book. I'm sorry, I didn't oh. <laughs> mean to... Oh, no, I mean, I can recommend a couple books, but they're not recent books. They're old books. Anything goes, my friend. Anything goes. Pretty much the wild, wild west down here. Ooh, well, uh, I would totally recommend, uh, and this is the nerd of me coming out... Ladies and gentlemen, please go and read The Horus Heresy, starting with Horus Rising by Dan Abnett. Uh, especially if you like all those Warhammer 40k memes, because you'll get where some of them come from. You know, the only <laughs> thing stopping me from delving into that storyline is that I've got this weird pathological fear of seeing some perfect gorgeous setting fall into ruin. I had the same problem with, like, Harry Potter and the gradual destruction of Hogwarts from all these forces. I love this idea of the golden age of humanity and the magical god emperor who's leading us all in this grand crusade. And then, oh, his sons are just a bunch of fuck-ups and now everything's bad. You know, it's right. just, it just hurts. I hate watching that decline, but man, I'd, I'd love to get into that series. I'd love to really delve into it. Comrade, all I'm hearing from you is heresy. Yeah, I know. Oh, trust me. Put me up on the pyre because you're going to hear even more. <laughs> pyre? A pyre is reserved for heretics of the religion. Mankind <laughs> eliminates its enemies with weapons of destruction. What, what, for what? the emperor! What's that line they talk about? How, uh, you know, despise the uh, the alien because they're not capable of honest human hatred or something like that? Oh, um, yeah, it's, oh, goodness, it's something like that. Um, oh, man, now you put me on the spot and I'm going to forget <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Go read the books. They're great. Fucking nerds. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, at least my nerd stuff is cool and, this is true and expensive <laughs> and it, yeah really goddamn expensive not oh me God. just looking back at 1993 from afar <laughs> 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 very good what was the first thing you had mentioned again i already forget immortal hulk right? immortal hulk yes not yes, that yes, you yes, asked yes. me that question sorry it's just well anyone who can answer it is welcome to so awesome. thank you all right. Very good. Well, what I have... I'm sorry, were you finished? It sounded like you were finished, but if you weren't, I, I didn't want to cut you off. I can be finished. Well, no, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. Uh, I am mystical lord of the bullshit and talk, so if you want me to just keep rambling, I can ramble for hours. <laughs> no, I don't need no, you to ramble. I, I just, If you had more to say, I just wanted you to complete your statement. Uh, that is it. Thank you. All right. I'm sorry. What I'm bringing to the table, we just actually talked about, uh, what, five, six episodes ago. Uh, we had David J. Fielding, the actor who brought Zordon to oh, life and right, Mighty yeah. Morphin Power Rangers on. 
uh, to talk about his new book, Oddities. And, and you I, got your hands on a copy. I've been ever so curious, yeah. Because I, I know that was kind of an issue at the convention. You were sort of looking everywhere for it. Uh, I wouldn't call it an issue. I mean, I didn't expect them to have it. No. Source Point Press has a huge array of titles. That's I thought true. being newer, it might be there. And if I can have a hard copy of a book, I much prefer it. I sure. don't like reading digitally. Uh, they say you <clears throat> retain the information better that way. Something about a book in your hand. I don't know what it is. but that classic um, feel. The same way with comics. I'd much yeah, rather have yeah. the paper in my hand than read it. Comicsology only goes so far. Not I, like, I like to feel like I'm murdering the earth one page <laughs> at a time. <laughs> well, wow. Thanks for that weight on my shoulder now, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, you're Forced a terrible into person. reading Please comics continue. on an iPad. <laughs> um but no, I uh, we went to the booth and uh, we got to meet the. Well, I mean, we've met the both those guys have been on our show uh, several times. Uh, Greg Wright and Bob Sally of Source Point Press. But uh, last, they did not have the copy, so I had I told him about that. And he goes, "Well, I think there's a preview of it on Amazon." I was like, "Well, I have iPhone. I can't I can't read that. You know, it's made for Kindle." Well, Dude, I found you can out there's the a Kindle, Kindle app. app. Yeah. Okay, okay <laughs> yeah, thank you, you you young hipsters. No, no. <laughs> You kids you, with your eight you tracks. You kids and your technology. No, 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 no. I uh, I should have known that, but I didn't. Ah, that's all right. But alas, I figured it out. So um, I started reading the preview, and I just signed up for Kim, uh, Kindle Unlimited and got the whole thing. I know this is horribly entertaining for everyone, how I obtained the book. <laughs> Please and, continue. And wildly uh, yeah, unimportant. Let me just get right to it. This is a book of uh, three different novellas that he had written, one of them being Willie Conklin's Last Snipe. And if you get on to um, Amazon and get the free preview, you're going to get, I, th- I believe it's like half of that first novella. And um, damn, it was pre- it's pretty good. I read uh, Buddy Holly and the Cold Cold Ground, uh, another sh- uh, story that's in this book. Even just a while back, the story itself. What a fantastic title. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. And so I've told him, you know, if you release anything out, keep me in the loop. I want to know. I want to read it. And so I've I've been enjoying the read, but I'm just going to kind of allude to what's in the preview. I don't want to get too presumptuous and just tell, you know. Sure. So what I'm getting thus far, though, from uh, Willie Conklin's last snipe, I believe that's what it was called. Yes. Is that uh, it has a very kind of the yeah. stand by me kind of meets a. <clears throat> It kind of quality, not quite as horrifying as it, at least not yet. It's got those children in a very adult situation kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it, it has like the, uh, it's set in the 70s when this is all happening, you know, four boys and stuck in the summer with nothing to do, right. excruciating heat, get <laughs> into mischief, and, you know, there's a, uh, there's a part of town that no one goes to where an old military bunker is, but nobody sets foot out there, it's kind of creepy, so... Perfect place for them to go and hang out. And there's a tree out there, a tree that seems to just be kind of, I don't know if it's talking or influencing or doing what, but there's something with this tree that's influencing one of these boys to uh, act on some some, uh, murderous feelings he's been having. So I don't want to get too much farther into that. I strongly recommend at least getting on Amazon, checking out the free preview. It's been a fun read, and uh, I, I can't wait to get all the way through it. I'm sold on the concept already. 
Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, the cover of the book actually was done by Josh Warner, who we've actually also oh, no had on the show. It's been a long time ago. It all ago, comes together. It does. It does. I love the, the community that, that uh, yeah. the show has kind of wedged itself into. <laughs> we don't really belong. Here, like. That guy at the party that no one knows like really well, but they say everybody's their friend. Like, we're in the comics community. Oh, you're a comic creator. No. Well, <laughs> we like comics. We talk about them. <laughs> That's close. That's close. Enough, right? It's like being a movie critic. Everyone respects right. you, and uh, no oh, one has that's anything horseshit. mean to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, just to clarify, this is not a comic, but uh, I strongly recommend getting it. It's been a lot of fun. At least check out the preview oddities. It's on Amazon. Check it out, people. And uh, if you can find uh, David on Twitter at David J Fielding. All right, and with that. We turn our attention over to Caleb and talk about all the cool things he has going on over at DeepBlueVoice.com. Caleb, thanks again for being here with us today. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, don't mind me just stretching because now I gotta now I gotta focus. <laughs> oh. So I imagine a person like you with a voice like you've got. Just, I mean, the clouds part in your career path is kind of clear. Like. I have to be into voice acting. You have the voice for it. Either that or singing some like Barry White kind of love songs, right? <laughs> One or the other. Very little gray right. area. I'm never, never going to give you up. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Oh, don't tease me, man. <laughs> uh, I will tease you night and day because it entertains me. <laughs> uh, you know, you would think so, right? You would think that. Uh, so I... Um, this is a bit of a digression and tale of my life type deal, but uh, believe it or not, I got this voice, uh, albeit not quite as timbrous as it is now, when I was a... <laughs> uh, just uh, smoke them every day, kids. Uh, Marlboro Man, I have a tattoo of him on my left ass cheek. Um, no. Uh, no, I got it from a pair of hand-me-down jeans, as I like to say. Um, I, I developed it about freshman-ish year of high school. Um and senior year of high school said, well, you know, I should probably go check out, you know, school of broadcasting or something like that. Uh, and I figured out that to go to a broadcasting school in uh, Ohio, you're going to be spending about the same as what you'd spend going to nursing school at OSU. So I Holy opted cow. to go. The Is that right? Yep. Uh, it was just a, it was just a hair less. Um, I think it was like $5,000 cheaper. Uh, but where my family and I were at, we said, ah, uh, nah, nah, that's not for us. Uh, so I went the medical route actually to start and I figured, yeah, you know what? I don't need to talk. That's not important. Uh, and I did that for a while. And then, uh, I've only been in the VO and acting, I guess, business for uh, a little less than five years now. In, in that five years, what have you accomplished? Like, I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm, uh, very intrigued. Like I said at the top of the episode, you know, I've tampered in uh, voice work. I've turned a closet here in the studio into a makeshift sound booth, which I would say is damn effective. Yeah, this is something that always piques <laughs> our interest, you know, when, when we encounter yeah. this 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 type of right. thing. I've, I could have worded that a lot better, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I've, I've, I took a few, uh, like, uh, courses online, and I did some, you know, practicing. I did a few commercial gigs, but, you know, I never have really... I've always wondered, you know, if I just went full force at that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to blab blabber. I'm just uh, very curious. What have you done in that five years? 
Well, so that's uh, it's kind of funny that you say that. So the first couple years that I did voice acting, um, I mostly did radio. Um, I was a weather broadcaster for the better part of a year uh, throughout so good, pretty much the entirety of the U.S. Uh, it was only like seven states or, well, like eight cities throughout like six or seven states um, that I was broadcasting for every day. Um, and I've done a smattering of different uh commercials for radio and a couple for TV. Um, and that's kind of all that that led to. And it was really difficult to get into the commercial aspect uh, because it's a very saturated market. Um, so that actually, any, we've encountered oh, something yeah. similar. <laughs> yeah. So actually, the, the funny thing is more what I've been getting into recently has been uh, like announcer gigs uh, or MC gigs, um, personality gigs. Um, for instance, uh, you guys know the uh, Ready Player One movie that came out yeah. uh, mm-hmm. however long ago that was. So down at the Gateway Film Center, because um, you guys are local to Columbus, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. I thought so. I was pretty sure. I get a little scatterbrained sometimes and forget where people I talk to are from. <laughs> um, so there was a premiere for that movie, since it's based in Columbus, Ohio, at the Gateway Film Center. And um, I got contracted to be kind of the host for the event. Um, so technically, under my belt, I can say I was a host for a Steven Spielberg premiere, um, although it wasn't quite that highbrow. It was more like I was doing social media promos and touring of the event for people so that it could draw in traffic. But you know what? Hey, I to put the on my resume. Yeah, yeah that's um, still pretty cool. Yeah. Also, um, I, I won't give the title of the cartoon, but because it's not on YouTube anymore, as far as I can tell. Uh, but I did get to act in the pilot of a, a, a Serbian cartoon. Um, it was really, really awful, <laughs> like really awful. Uh, but I guess I technically have that under my belt. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of been and done it all. Uh, I've also acted in a couple different uh like actually physically acted in a couple small small productions around Columbus, uh, nice. be it uh, a, a movie or a, uh, a theater play. So I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I know that's not exactly what you want to hear, but I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> no, I imagine oh, that's, that's the way it would have to be, right? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to get in. There's a, Let's face it. I mean, this day and age with technology like we have at our fingertips at home now, I mean, 20 years ago, and let's say 1993, like I keep looking back at, is being uh, heard. And I mean, in order to do something like scale. this, you've got to have connections. You got to, yeah. you know, go out to LA. You know, where all these main jobs are. Not that all of them were there, but I mean, that's where the big business typically was. Now, and you know, these people can do it from home. So it's interesting, you know, not only to me, but I'm sure the listener, any of the listeners who are interested in VO. You know, how to survive making that a career. You know, yeah. you can't just focus solely on commercials, you know, like I'm a commercial actor. You kind of have to spread, you know, your uh, talents around a little bit in different ways to make it work. You've got to diversify, my friends. Thank You've you. got to diversify. diversify. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's actually funny. Here in Ohio, in central Ohio, really, there's probably upwards of 100 voice actors. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I, I, it's amazing. I, you know, personally, I wouldn't have thought there were that many voice actors in Columbus, Ohio. Um, 
and then you go to LA where the population is three times the size the like the if I remember correctly the uh, the spread that I saw of a little demographic of like just actors per like square mile in LA as an example was like 60 actors per square mile Jeez, <laughs> it's like oh okay I'm never moving to the west coast to yeah. try and find work that's yeah. not worth it no, no. And again, this day and age when you've uh, got all this technology that you can have at home and work from home. I mean, some of the biggest names do. I, I was talking to Jake before the show about like Townsend Coleman. We had him on the show. He's the voice of the tick and of, like Michelangelo from the old Ninja Turtles uh, cartoon. Right, and right. We had him on the show. He sounded better than we did. It sounded on our show. like we were calling in to his house. It really did, and you know, he said that he does a majority, if not all, of his work from home. He'll just get a you know a script, what he needs done. He'll record it, send it off. Same with uh, Susan what, Bennett, if I'm not mistaken, voice of Siri. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said the same thing. So um, you know, it's definitely a dream. I mean, the the ability to work from home and doing something as cool as this. I mean. It's it's oh man I, I still want to do it now sitting here talking about it makes me want to ch- kind of chase it again yeah, why not <laughs> because hey, I'm too go. damn busy with this show that's why <laughs> my uh, my recommendation is honestly just go for it um, and one of the best ways so like this is kind of the the counterintuitive thing that a lot of people probably don't realize about really any line of work is if you think that you could that you'd want to do something just go do it even if you're not you know you, you can't find that specific connection that'll land you a minor role in like a Pixar film fuck it you don't need that if you want to be a voice actor write a goddamn script and act it mm-hmm. just do it um, part of it is that you just have to get your voice out there. Just like if you're an actor, just like hell, if you if you're gonna go flip burgers at McDonald's, you can't just send an application to McDonald's. You have to go to that McDonald's at some point and say, "Hi, I want to flip fucking burgers for well, not with fucking in the thing. I want to flip burgers." <laughs> it would set you apart from the other applicants. It'd be like, "This guy's got it's- balls. <laughs> he really likes our meat. <laughs> he has a passion for flipping fucking burgers." <laughs> So let me ask you then about, I know when I was uh, looking into the field, there were a few websites that I was directed to. Every every resource I went to, whether it be like a voiceover book from the library or a podcast uh, on the topic, no matter where I went, they said voices123 or voice or voices123 and then voices.com. Have you used either of these? What can you uh, say about them? So I was on Voices.com for two years, um, and I paid something like a thousand plus dollars to be uh, a member of that site and uh, potentially get work off that site. Uh, I made fifty bucks back out of yeah. that thousand um, dollars. I had a feeling that's the kind of website that was. Not Not to say it doesn't work for people, but... Yeah, and and I I don't mean to say that to deride and say, oh, Voices.com and Voices123 and VoiceJockey, that these are all awful. No, 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 not at all. They are perfectly fine websites. They are perfectly Mm -hmm. fine services. However, they are incredibly not only oversaturated with um, every and any kind of job, that they have, I, personally, I think they've set their prices a little too high for some things, and they don't have a good system of trying to keep their act, their new actors near the front page. So right. uh, you have to, 
And I mean, there's there's caveats to everything I'm saying here, but like when you're on Voices.com, if you're a voice actor and you're throwing in an audition, um, you know, every say you throw in an audition every day, uh, seven days a week, and you get one uh, you get one hit back where the producer or director or whatever says, ah, you know, we liked your stuff, uh, but you know, we, either we we we're not going to take you because we found someone better, or say they take you. In order to up your ranking, regardless of if you got the job or not, for any number of them, the producer or director, who the owner, the rights holder, whatever, they have to give you a rating and they have to give you a review. If they don't do that, your rating never changes. And they are not incentivized or really told to do it by the company. Um except by you now full full disclosure i haven't been a part of voices.com for better part of a year and a half now so that may have changed um but i wouldn't recommend it for anybody that's just starting out um by that same token i would not recommend fiverr don't you dare go to don't you dare don't you dare go to (laughs) fiverr.com pieces of shit um, I, I, you know what? I'll admit I've purchased voice actors and services have, yeah. off of Fiverr before. Certain clandestine services. I have, yeah. I'm sorry. International don't services. Don't hate me, Caleb. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't blame you. It's a good service for whoever's paying. It's a horrible service for those that are doing it. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's I personally, I think it's bad for the industry because it undercuts virtually every professional. Yeah. Uh, so like, just as question, like, so what did you guys buy? Did you buy like a just a, like a little intro snippet or? Uh, yes, I've bought I bought a few different intro snippets, mm. and I'm <laughs> about to buy another one. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to a voice actor, man, and pay me. God, damn. well, anyway, let me hear oh. your let me hear your best uh, David Attenborough. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't speak British. Um, okay. Well, th- uh, see, Caleb, this isn't why I, I need I need that voice. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, so, so anyway, my point though. Um, <laughs> so like, <clears throat> I think the most expensive thing I've seen on Fiverr is like maybe a buck fifty, like a, or a hundred and fifty dollars for like a professionally produced voice actor piece. That's about the most expensive that I've seen. Yeah, I, I may be wrong that that is what's out there. Um, yeah, the, if, if you root around, there are some expensive things on Fiverr. But for yeah. the most part, what's what's cultivating to the surface when you first type in what you're looking for are all the cheaper jobs. And typically, the lowest I've ever seen is like ten dollars, but that's typically about twenty five words for ten bucks or something. So you end up paying about thirty dollars for yeah. a short narrative. Yeah, right. So the industry standard for. Uh, well, so let's price that out. So you say it's ten bucks for twenty-five words. Go up to say so that's and everybody's 10. different too. Keep, you know, so that's like that's like fifty bucks for hundred words, right? Right. So the industry or standard, no, 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 like, no twenty bucks no? for twenty bucks for fifty words, right? Ten dollars for twenty-five uh, was, words. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. So the industry standard for that is going to be about a hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, yeah. So that, that's a that's a huge undercut. Uh, I, I won't comment on what like. I mean, you you buy what you you get. You know, the, the price point is what you get. Exactly. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I can also say that there are people out there that are going for those uh, industry standard hundred plus dollar gigs that are getting it, and they're using like a Yeti Snowball connected into a iPad, and it sounds right. awful. <laughs> right, right. Um, and like you said, though, you get what you pay for. If you want, you, you know, top notch, uh, you know, voice acting performance. You got to pay for it, and yeah. I've witnessed that firsthand. And you know, not to put anyone down that I've ever, you know, purchased any intros from off of Fiverr because I've been extremely pleased with it. But again, I mean, you, there's a big difference. There's a huge difference. So you get what you pay for. Um, and another thing, you know, as far as like even like visual design, you know, we've purchased. I don't know if it, if anyone's ever been to our YouTube channel and seen any of our like original videos. You'll see the the canned air productions intro with the can light up and i bought that sequence off of fiverr and uh but the thing is you know again you get what you pay for it's not that original because there's other people out there who have the exact same sequence with their logo in the middle you know it's kind of like a generic setting i I think i I wonder if that's a a a better a better money maker for people with that skill set using Fiverr to just crank out these animated intros, you know, when they've got the settings just right. I don't know. Like, somebody in, like, my position might be okay on Fiverr because I can't offer a whole lot right now. You know, like, if... But if I... Like Caleb, you know, you've you've been cultivating your, your talent for, you said, you know, over, you know, for five years it's been your business, but you, so you've been cultivating it longer than that. So... You know what you're capable of. You know what you can do. And having that mindset, I wouldn't do Fiverr. I, because, I, you know, you're capable of so much more. You can get so much more. You can get better jobs than you can get on Fiverr. But um, I don't know. Yeah, having limited capabilities like I have here, just be able to do one or two things kind of, yeah. that I could see that, you know. But I can see how it's undercutting the profession. That's got to be rough. Well, and that's I think that's kind of the good uh, the good point or the good um, contrast to make is like if you are wanting to get into voice acting just just to, you know, dabble and like make a project for yourself or a friend or something and you're not looking to make it uh, like a second job or your career, then I, you know, I could see something like Fiverr being appropriate. But a lot of people are trying to, and and Fiverr itself was for the longest time. I, I haven't been a part of Fiverr for oh, almost three years now. Fiverr was pushing for people to try and make their gigs their profession, and it's like you're trying to make a minimum wage type deal, and you're trying to. Anyways, so I I I don't know if I was to recommend anybody to if they were trying to get into voice acting or acting in general. Just go take some classes at your local university or find someone that teaches it and go spend that money. Like, you know, try and do some research, find what the industry standard is for that education, but go do that first. Or go to YouTube, look at some tutorials, and mm-hmm. just just diddle around by yourself. Um, I, I I can't I can't recommend undercutting professionals <laughs> oh no and i hope i didn't come across like i was trying to uh no 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 drive You're people fine. that way when you weren't that wasn't my intention at all uh just trying to make a separation there you know like right, you said right. in a nutshell you get what you pay for you had just mentioned youtube though as a great place to go and uh, i i can personally back that that not only youtube but 
podcasts. There are many podcasts out there you can oh, yeah. download. That uh, People love instructional podcasts. And boy, did I download a shit ton of them when I was like <laughs> hardcore on it. Um, where else? The library. I mean, the library has, I mean, I think there's even a voice voiceover or voice acting for Dummies book. Out oh, there. yeah. So I mean, yeah, I've, I've actually I've actually got it here on my desk right now. It's uh, voice acting. As I hit the mic with my headphones, it's voice acting for dummies uh, from the you know the the dummies book line. I've got it right here too. Look at that. Hey, copy in my hand. Yes, sir. But I wish I had uh, the talent you do. I mean, you, your voice is made for it. Velvety. Buttery voice of yours, Caleb. Well, and and that's that's kind of the other the other thing is is that a lot of people don't realize. Like, do you guys know who Don LaFontaine is? Uh, yeah, he was the the, the tra- boy, the trailers. Of, he did yeah. trailers. Yeah, he was the in, in a world. world. Yeah, that guy. Um, he's one of my all-time heroes because I like to believe that I have a voice like Don LaFontaine. Um, so funny you bring him up because the the first thing I bought on Fiverr an intro was somebody impersonating him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In a world infatuated with comic fandom, comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us and shine a light on those who will inspire tomorrow. This is your tribute to comics and pop culture. This is the Canned Air Podcast on Wizard World's Con Radio. Nice. (laughs) So that style of VO, this broadcast announcer voice, is not really in style anymore. It's not in vogue and hasn't been for almost a decade, well, probably a little more than a decade. Um, Because you don't see many movies anymore that have the in a world there's nothing like that anymore you might get like an intro for like trolls or something where there's somebody some some deep voiced guy giving you the intro to trolls and and the of course the end of the of the trailer is always coming to theaters this fall you know that stuff um but you don't see that much anymore actually anymore a lot of a lot of voice acting and acting in general uh is going to the quote-unquote everyman or every woman, as it were. Um, I, I think it's kind of just that path that a lot of marketing is going towards where they want to hit more of their demographics because not everybody likes to hear my sultry tones. Not everybody likes to hear that grand voice of God. Well, that's, that's with any voice, though. There's always going to be somebody that doesn't want to hear it, and there's always going to be people who do. But- right, but <laughs> my, my point being, like, for any, this is, I guess, more of a, a uh, going off of our point beforehand. Like, if you want to do this thing, just go out and do it. You don't have to have the perfect voice. You don't have to have the perfect face to act or voice act. Um, you can just have a voice. As long as you have good diction, pronunciation, uh, good accents, and breath control, you can voice act. There it is. Breath yeah. control I do not have. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you can see me during the recording of any of these shows, desperately, like, attacking the mic from every angle so I'm not breathing directly into it. Man, that is one of the hardest things when you're doing a, uh, an audio book and you're having to sit there and read and read and read and not stop at any given time and have the same delivery across the entirety of your audio book and never stop because there's no pauses. And the author hasn't put any punctuation in. <gasps> ah! 
It's difficult. Yeah, yeah, because I am suffering at any given moment <laughs> recording anything. <laughs> Caleb, man, this has been a lot of fun having you on. I want to tell our listeners to head to Deep Blue Voice. That's B E L E W. Dot com and you can find Caleb on Twitter at Barry Dwight Wiz. I love it. I love it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Caleb, thanks so much for taking time to be with us today, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Jack or shit. Excuse me. <laughs> Jake, what do we have on the website? We've got all things that are good on the website. We've got links to all of our episodes, including our special guest page where we have some of our most prestigious friends on the show for interviews, etc. Um, we've got links to our social networking outlets, Twitter at CandairPod, Instagram at Canned underscore air, links to our merchandise page, society6.com forward slash CandairPod. Don't forget to visit us on Patreon, throw a couple bucks our way if you love what we do, and if you are attending a Wizard World convention, by all means, use the code CANDAIR, is it CANDAIRPOD? Just, just canned air. Just, just canned air. No space for 10% off your tickets. You can't beat that. And on, when you're on Twitter next, uh, head over to What If Series and uh, give us a follow. Because it's going to be awesome when our it next lands. show coming I'm thrilled. out. It's going to be a blast. We're really taking it. I mean, we're still going to be ourselves, and uh, I think, but we're going to. Uh, we want to polish this up a little. It's going to be polished. Want exactly. it nice and clean. It's going to be like one of them fancy Paul games. Yeah, the real deal, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but we're taking it a lot more serious than this show, and uh, we hope you enjoy it, and we hope you uh, follow us on Twitter so you can uh, be be in the loop when that launches. So I think that about does it for us this week. Uh, until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jake Runyon. And I am Barry the White Wiz. There he is. There he is. Barry Dwight Wiz. Thanks so much for being with us, everyone. I'm not Buzz Lightyear. Thanks, Mr. Lightyear. I am not Buzz Lightyear. Oh, man. Uh... It's coming. Don't worry now. Oh, I'm worrying. Well, cease your worry, because trust me when I say... (laughs) Everything is fine. Where'd it go? freaking out i'm freaking (laughs) out man well hey podcast listener my name is vince and i'm the host of a show called the rr show it stands for reddit readings we're going to sit down twice a week and i'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online things like malicious compliance petty revenge hey lady i don't work here Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is uh, 
well, I don't know. I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts.